the the pivot as everybody likes to call it now the adjust the change dude it's huge because if you're not paying attention to when you're gonna miss it and missing it means it could be in a million things it could be missing impact it could be missing your ideal client it could be missing money right like you could miss a whole bunch by just not understanding or looking for when the shift needs to happen and understanding when the shift needs to happen so before you even know Here's the deal. Like people are talking about pivoting right now. They don't even know, right? Like they're not thinking about why to pivot or how is it best to pivot rather than just to pivot because of the time. And I think if we really looked at the strategy aspect of it, understanding when we would do it. So when we see that situation, then we look for saying, all right, what are the options right now that we can do? And then boom, here we go. Right. And and uh, we had to do that recently multiple times. So, I figured it was it was a good time to talk about it because we had to do it a million times. So let's get it. Unleash Your Hustle podcast brought to you by Unleash You Now and hosted by yours truly, Michael Faber. Let's grow. Society is on the back of creators and entrepreneurs. They're the ones that are going to save the world, change the world, and leave it better than they found it. They're willing to risk it all to impact and carve out their piece. Like who wouldn't love that? But they're being lied to. They're made to believe they need to buy the software, invest in this list, create the site. And they are out before it even started because they're worried about the wrong thing. That's the point of this podcast. To prove that that's not the case because you don't need to because we didn't and we made it. All right. So the everybody, I mean, it, unless you haven't listened to any episodes, we just got done with an event, right? This past weekend it ended uh, Sunday. Monday was uh, was more stuff from it, right? Closing down from it and also then doing some team stuff because very rarely are we all in the same area at the same time so uh get that done when we could but when that happens we always do like the decompress right like let's talk about what happened right where do we need to grow where do we need to adjust where do we need to change and then what went well what should we do again etc etc and what happened was so we're all sitting there talking and uh the feedback from this event was was huge it was great right like uh i mean yeah, it was it was better than it was better than you could you would hope for where like everybody was saying something extremely positive about the event, saying how it was ex- an extremely uh useful uh th- thing uh like event and like um moment for them in numerous different times, exercises, activities, right, and um experiences that changed their life, their business and themselves, which is I mean, that's what you do everything for and that's why you hope to get everything for it. And but rarely do you get everybody leaving saying, yo, listen. Right? And we and we did and that's awesome. And that's not to brag, but it's the next like this is feeding into the next part, right? And then the the, the next part was uh an unbelievable uh a value leap from everybody. And what I mean by that is they took a big step into receiving more value from us, right? When you're, when you're, when you're over like 80% of the room wanting more of something, right? It's, 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 that doesn't happen all the time. So when that does happen, you're like, wow, okay. You're like, let's pay attention. All right. So one, we're paying attention to the things that are happening. 80% close rate is ridiculous. That normally doesn't happen. Right. So why'd that happen? Everybody left saying certain things, thinking certain things, feeling certain things. Why'd that happen? These, these are not, you're normally not going to please everybody. You're normally not going to get an 80 plus percent close rate. So when those two things happen, you got to look and be like, what, what went on? 
And then this was something we always do. We always share like day one, day two, day three. This time we were a little late doing it. No offense, Ev. Right? We were a little late doing it um, than where we normally like to do it. But when we did it, the outcry of people saying, man, I wish I was there. Can I, when's the next one? How can we sign up? Blah, blah, blah. Well, then we understood we had to make a pivot. So because we saw what people were seeking. So our people were seeking this thing. This is what they were looking for. These are the results we were getting, like they were getting from it. And these are the people saying, I want these results. Now, what do you do? Say, sorry, we don't have one scheduled till next November. I mean, that sounds really shitty, right? We don't have one scheduled till next November. Oh, what? Like, <laughs> I want it now, bro. Next November, I, I don't care, right? So it, what do we do? Do we give them what we want? Well, of course. So now, now also people were expecting... So we have a crazy schedule coming up. We're supposed to have a challenge at the end of this month, uh, beginning of next month. We're supposed to have a virtual conference in January, which is getting harder and harder to do because now people in the virtual space want to bang you over the head, right? They're actually trying to charge more for virtual events, working on a virtual event, than a live event. Take that in for a second. Take that in because a live event, you're renting the facility you're using. Right, you're renting the facility you're using. At a virtual event, typically you're not renting a facility unless you don't have one. We have a facility, so we didn't need to rent anything. We create the stage right in our own facility. Right, so it's think about that. Where it was more expensive right now to have a virtual event as a business than it is to have a live event. So you talk about the space really thumping itself up to try to make as much as it can when it can. But that also makes me believe that uh, even virtual space doesn't believe it's going to be virtual forever because they wouldn't then have to bang you over the head. They would want to entice you to come in and then see how convenient it is and then be like, see, you should do this all the time. But anyway, that's not here or there, nor point of this, right? So we're supposed to have a virtual event in January. February, we're supposed to go to Mexico. March, we're supposed to have the conference. April, we're supposed to go to Colombia, right? So we had all these things already set. Bing, 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 bing. Right then, September we're on a cruise, I believe. Right, like there was a lot. There was something almost every month where we were set our schedule. But now our people are saying something else. So what do you do? Do you stay true to your schedule because that's what you made, or do you switch and go for what your people? This is where it's an interesting thing where I love seeing what businesses do because the businesses that say they're all about their clients and then stick to their schedule because that's what they wanted, that's not about your clients. That's not about your people. That's about you. Right, so it's like, all right, we have to adjust. So how can we adjust this? I'm like, uh, we're supposed to go to Mexico in February. Some people were saying that it was going to be a little tight for them, <clears throat> that time frame. So we're like, all right, let's push Mexico. When can we push Mexico? Ah, uh, well, we really don't have anything open till May. All right, well, then let's change that. Uh, we only had a couple of people so far that we booked in for the April Columbia trip. Let's move Columbia to May. Let's put Mexico in April. Let's bring this back in February. And then we have our room, right? And we give the people what they want. But think about the logistics in this. Contacting Mexico, right? And saying, hey, just so you know, we're thinking about moving the dates, right? Contacting Colombia and saying, hey, we're thinking about moving the dates. Contacting all the places here and saying, hey, can we re-sign and do this again in February for these dates, right? Getting the hotel block. Right, switching up all our backend stuff from the website that was dropping for Mexico this week now can't drop, and we have to create a website for February for here. 
right? While also still working on the challenge, while also still working on the virtual conference, while also trying to figure out if we'll be able to have our live conference in March, right? Like, does that make it easier for us? No, but what it does is show our people we're listening. So when you pivot in your business, the pivot's supposed to be for your people, for your ideal clients, for your clients and customers, right? They're supposed to be for your community. That's when you pivot. Because if you pivot just for you, the pivot probably won't work well or long. If you pivot for your people, they're going to respect that, appreciate it, see it, embrace it, want to help, right? They're going to want to be part. And if you're really trying to create impact, listen, you're creating impact, you're creating income, right? If you're creating impact, you're creating income. Now, they don't mean it happens hand in hand. It's not like, hey, I hit you, you pay me. It might be I hit you, 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 then you pay me. Everybody wants to pay first. I'm like, yo, I, like that's really nice, but it doesn't necessarily work that way a lot, right? Like, unless you're buying like a TV to use, right? Normally, I used to love. Listen, there's this car salesman. I'm gonna tell you the story. There's a car salesman, and normally I make fun of car salesmen because I'm like, it's fair. It's it's just a job. I I I make a lot of jokes about the. But I'm talking to this car salesman back in the day. And it was like a Wednesday. No, I'm kidding. I don't know what day it was. But it was years ago. And uh, I'm thinking about buying this car. It was a baby blue. This is this is still when I was like, eh, kind of still caught up on a lot of material stuff. And it was a baby blue Mercedes. And I was going to buy it. And I was just like, no, this is, look at that color. Like baby blue is like my shit, right? Like Tar Heel blue. I'm like, yeah, Carolina blue. So I'm like, oh my God, look at that, right? And the guy's like, yo, listen, like, take it for the weekend. Bring it back Monday. I was like, what? What? <laughs> He's like, yeah, yeah, just take it for the weekend, test it out, see if you like it. Right, right around, bring it back Monday. I'm like, you serious? Like, I don't want to get arrested when I leave this lot. He's like, no, I'm serious. Like, go enjoy the car. Well, I take this car out, and, and me and a couple of buddies, and we, we're going to meet more friends, and I take this out, and it's like the worst ride ever. It literally felt like I was riding in a tank. Right? Like, a giant guy either. Right? Like, I'm not Dave standing here like seven foot. I'm, I'm six foot. Right, and maybe a little change, but nothing more than you don't even need to go inches higher. And uh, it's it's not the most comfortable ride, and it's very rocky, and it's very like tank esque in my opinion. And I'm like, wow, I don't want this car, right? Like it looked good, but I don't like it. Right? Like I don't want to ride in this every day. And I brought the car back to the guy, and he was like, oh, that's why I do it, man. It happens. Like don't worry about it. Thank you. And I'm like, thank you. Like thank you. But after that, every time I wanted a car or knew someone that wanted a car, I would call him. Why? Because he said, listen, I don't give a damn. The amateur is worried about the first sale. I don't give a damn about this one sale. I want you to be my customer forever. And literally for as long as that dude was there, I called him before I bought any car to see if he had it or could find it. And I would go through him and my family and friends would too. And it's all because he showed me that he cared about me more than the sale. And that formed a relationship, a trust with him that I was willing to show him forever and still would if I knew he was working somewhere that that sold cars or whatever I was looking for. Even a commodity, like a thing like a car where they're like, no, you get the money first. And normally in a car, you test drive it first. That's you seeing if you like it. Right? They, they gave you value first. They gave you the opportunity. 
right? How often do you're like, dude, I don't, I don't, I don't want to test drive a car that I'm buying. Like what? Like no longer do I want to test drive it. I want to test drive it to my mechanic. I want them to look, right? Like I'm, we're gonna do this a million ways here. But the 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 point of that is that when you're changing, when you're pivoting, when you're adjusting yourself, when you're when you're changing your game plan, are you changing it for you? I just had hella feedback in my mic. I don't know why. Are you changing it for you? I thought something was rushing into the office. Are you changing it for you or are you changing it for yourself? Right? Are you changing it because it's best for your customers and clients or ideal customers and clients? Or are you changing it because you like it better? Then think about all the other stuff. Your ads. Are your ads what they are because of other people? Are your posts what they are for other people? And listen, I, trust me. I know that sometimes... I, I make posts that are not that are for me, right? Like I make posts that are directly coming for me. Like they're coming there. I'm doing it because I want to do it. And then I'm making posts because of other people. And I make sure every day I make more posts for my people than for me. Every ad, every time I, every, every copy we write, every, every break pattern we try to use, every stick we try to get our people to stay with, right? I'm saying, I'm, am I saying this because I want to say this or am I, am I saying this because they need it? anybody just witnessed that, which no one did, thank God, they just witnessed, witnessed me punch the mic into my lip, and it felt really good, but I kept going, I kept talking, just so you know, when you're in it, you just got to keep going, right, but uh, my lip's going to swell up, I promise, I already feel it, so I'm going to sound really weird here in a second, but check yourself, are you doing this for them, are you doing this for them or you, check yourself on your pivot, are you doing this for them or for you, and when when everything's happening, think, Am I staying with this because I want to stay with this or am I staying with this because this is best for the people I serve? And if you want to be a business that really makes it, the more you serve, listen, the more you impact, the more you income. Right? More impact, more income. Less impact, less income. Right? So no longer are you creating that first there. Are you creating that relationship where they're going to come to you regardless? Like I have people that come to me about anything and everything to do with coaching. And there's some times where I'm like, yeah, I got you, right? Like someone asked me uh, yesterday about a webinar. And I was like, yeah, I got you. I can do, I've, I've, I got that. I can help you, right? And then someone asked me about healthy lifestyle. And I was like, no, that's not me. You gotta, I'm like, I smoke cigars, I drink, right? Like you got you to gotta ask somebody else about this. And listen, these are some of the people I know in this space that could really help you, that I trust and I go to and I ask, right? And then that person, when I say that to them, they're like, oh shit, like, Mike didn't even try to get me for him. Mike got Mike was telling me about someone else that gives him nothing. And that builds trust and that builds rapport and that builds connection and that builds that relationship. Because I'm not worried about that one sale. I'm worried about really impacting, really building that relationship where we're we're part of a community, the family, whatever you want to call it, the tribe, whatever you want to call it. Right? Like I always laugh about people I call it tribe. But whatever you want to call it, we're part of that forever now. Because we're building that relationship deeper and deeper. And, de- and they see that I'm not just using them for me. Right? Like, it, it's... Anytime someone talks to me about uh, what I do is a money grab, I'm like, yo, listen, don't ask me. Go ask the people. Because if they're being honest, there are people I've done a lot for for nothing. And it's not for nothing. It's for nothing monetary. It's for everything because it's my heart and soul. It's for everything because we care. It's for everything because I show the community in which I am part of that I mean what I say when I say we care about people. It's just, that's who we are. We're heart-driven. 
right? Or heart-centered, impact-driven entrepreneurs. I care about people. I want you to make it. I want you to win. And I need to show that. And that we need to show then. Because if I'm part of it, it needs to be that. Because that's what we're about. And every time we pivot, we have to show that. So what are you about? Is your pivot showing it? Because if it's not, well, then you you didn't pivot for your people. You pivoted for you. And that's fine, but it's normally not going to work really well. You probably won't like that result either. And then you'll probably have to pivot again and again and again. And the people that are like, well, I do this and I do this and I do this. I'm not getting the response. It's like two things. Either you're doing it for you and not them so your people don't recognize it or you're not talking to your people. Simple. Right? It's uh, Bleed for this, the movie. At the end, they ask him, um, what was the biggest lie you were ever told? And I love this part. And he said, it's not that simple. And they said, why is it not that simple? He goes, no, that's the biggest lie I was ever told. It's not that simple. It is. We try to make it more complicated, but it is that simple. Decide, go for it. Done. Right? So when you're pivoting and now, listen, uh, if you haven't pivoted since February, impressive. Unless, unless you're doing poorly, then it's not impressive. This is foolish. But it's like I was telling the, the, everybody at the retreat, like, listen, your people are feeling different things right now. They're going through different things. Like they have different pain points and pressure points and fears. And if you're not addressing those, if you're not changing with them, you're not speaking their language, and then they don't know you're talking to them. So how can you pivot your business today more for your people? And then that will bring them closer to you. And then that makes it more possible for you to impact greater. And the greater the impact, the greater the income. Thank you, as always, Unleash Your Hustle podcast, brought to you by Unleash You Now and hosted by yours truly, Michael Faber. Go show the world your masterpiece, right, and your greatness. Peace, love, and happiness. Until next time, peace. We out, we out, we out. Thank you so much for listening to the Unleash Your Hustle podcast with Michael Faber, brought to you by Unleash You Now, where we want to show the world your greatness.